Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. This is Emily Makings with the Washington Research Council, and this is our In Focus podcast episode for October 27th. Uh, I'm here today with Chris Schoblum, our research director and senior economist, and Mary Strau, our communications director and research analyst. Mary, what do you have for us today? Uh, two things today. First, I'm going to start off with the Washington State Department of Transportation, or WASHDOT, um, 2015 Corridor Capacity Report, which um, mainly looks at congestion on the state's uh, roads and highways. Um, there was a significant uh, media reporting on this, um, so I'll just I'll go over it really quickly. We also have a blog post um, up on our website. Um, the the uh, the report went through first of all the thing that probably got the most press was the commute travel times, and for a few of the major commutes, it um, it talked about from 2012 to 2015 um, how those commute times changed and. Surprise, surprise, they went up in all instances. So, for example, Everett to Seattle in 2012 was 76 minutes, and in 2014 um, it was 85 minutes. Um, same thing, you know, Seattle to Everett, it went up uh, by 8 minutes. Federal Way to Seattle went up by 10 minutes, um, and Seattle to Federal Way went up by 6 minutes. So that was all pretty bad news, but I think people who who make those commutes on a regular basis, figure that out. Um, Anyway, um, one of the things WashDOT noted was that um, the statewide, what they call the congestion indicator, which is vehicle hours of delay, increased uh, 4.6% statewide between 2012 and 2014, and they noted this mirrored the growth in the state's economy. So you know, jobs, population growth, all that stuff. Um, Washout seems to be saying it's sort of a, a natural um, thing to happen to have the the, the delay um, increase along with the economy and, and population growth. Um, there, You can go online. As I said, we've done a blog post, and there are links to the report. There's a ton um, of information um, Let's see. Well, one of the interesting things was uh, st- statewide traffic congestion um, uh, has been, they say, on an upward trajectory for the past five years. But 2014 congestion uh, remained 8% below the 2007 pre-recession levels. However, as you can imagine, uh, the central Puget Sound region um, congestion was 19% higher than pre-recession levels, so there's a big disparity there. Um, Secondly, I just came upon this um, interesting little fact. It was actually a report that came out last month from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They did a survey of organic farming, and Washington State came out in total um, sales of organic products. Washington came in number two nationwide, second to California. Um, We had $515 million in total sales. Um, We also ranked second, again, behind California in organic crop sales. 
and uh, we accounted for 12% of total U.S. organic crop sales. Oh, and by the way, this is a survey for the year 2014. Um, so it looks like we're uh, uh, one of the leaders in the nation for um, organic sales. And I suspect, I haven't delved into the the numbers, but I suspect um, one of the areas where we're really strong is in organic apple sales. Um, that's just a guess, but probably an educated guess, given our our uh, uh, our leadership in uh, regular apple sales. So uh, that's about that's all I have for this week. Okay. Well, thanks, Mary. Thanks, uh, Chris. What do you have? Well, just uh, uh, an item from the news mm-hmm. um, yesterday. Um, the um, uh, you know a lot of folks here in the in Washington uh, State have been and have had their eyes on. Uh, Washington, D.C., um, and the Congress, um, uh, looking at what's happening with regard to the Export-Import Bank. Um, this is a, 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 or was, it's kind of been, it's been suspended, but it, uh, when functioning, it's a, an arm of the uh, federal government, um, which uh, provides loan guarantees and such things uh, to aid um, uh, businesses that uh, are exporting products uh, from uh, from the U.S. Uh, to overseas customers, um, this is uh, um, got uh, the ex- the XM Bank, as we call it, uh, has got caught in the crosshairs of uh, of uh, the partisan bickering in uh, Washington D.C. Uh, you actually have folks on both the left and the right who uh, dislike it and see it's. Uh, uh, a big um, um, outpost of crony capitalism in the country, but but, but the fact is, uh, if you go, go look across the world, all the major exporting com- com- almost all the major exporting countries have such institutions, and they are uh, it can be a major um, uh, uh, quiver in the arrow uh, uh, quiver. Excuse me, arrow in the quiver of, um, of tools that are used uh, by governments to promote um, uh, exports from the country. Um, it has been shut down for a while. It is con- currently shut down, um, and uh, the uh, uh, leadership in the House of Representatives have been blocking it for a bill to uh, reinstate uh, the bank from the uh, um, from the floor. Uh, and what we had uh, yesterday was a discharge petition, which was got sufficient number of signatures that it came to the floor, and we had a vote. Uh, it was 246 to 177 in favor of the bill, so the bill is going to move to the floor, uh, and likely then to pass the House. Uh, that's not the end, because it, when it gets to the Senate, uh, Mitch McConnell has said that uh, he would be uh, unwilling to allow a standalone bill to, to come forward. So if anything moves out of the Senate uh, at this point, it's going to have to be um, uh, attached to another piece of legislation. Yeah. So we've got a lot of interesting things to see going <laughs> forward here. Um, but at least there's been movement. You know, this is We are the most trade-dependent, often said to be the most trade-dependent state in the nation. 
uh, uh, Boeing is uh, one of uh, the uh, major uh, users of this uh, of the of the XM Bank. Um, Airbus, the prime competitor, Airbus has uh, gets uh, similar funding from uh, European governments, uh, and so this is really necessary for Boeing to be um, fighting on a level field. And for a number of smaller companies as well, I think yes. I think there was a video circulating a while back yes. with several of the smaller companies yeah, in Washington that benefit. There are going to be a lot of them here, actually, that better, the smaller ones. Yeah. They are, they, they, the, a lot of the attention goes to the big ones because that's where... Where the money, money is. Where, yeah, where <laughs> the money... But, but, you know, even in aggregate, there's a lot of money going to the small ones. It's right. just not so much at any one identifiable right. uh, firm. So... Exim Bank not entirely dead yet. Yes, not, well, it's 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 dead, but they they, they may be able back to, to revive it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Okay. Uh, well, I will uh, mention a a new proposal from Seattle City Council Member Shama Sawant today. She, as listeners know, rent control has been a big topic in Seattle over the last last year really and um uh rent control is prohibited by the state for residential properties so today um Sawant actually proposed commercial rent control in seattle uh the details are still few and far between but she did uh give out kind of a fact sheet and she saying that her proposals are to help small businesses and their workers so these proposals include um, commercial rent stabilization, and it's not clear if this would ju- just be solely for small businesses or if it would be for every every business in the, every renter in the city, commercial renter in the city, because she just sa- she says um, that it, the policy would disproportionately benefit small businesses. So that makes me think that it would be on everyone who rents in the city, and then. But it's it's good for small businesses because they would benefit the most somehow. Unclear. Uh, secondly, it would she would create a portable retirement account for small business workers that would be a city sponsored pension plan. Uh, she would expand late night transit um, and would fund this by reinstating the business head tax and increasing taxes on commercial parking lot operators. Then there would also be expansion of social service outreach for the homeless and for people with mental illnesses and addiction. And these programs would be funded by business taxes, developer impact fees, and a municipal income tax on the wealthy. Uh, then there would be a, a new public municipally, municipally owned bank um, that would um, help finance um, progressive infrastructure projects like affordable housing and it would provide access to low-interest loans to local small businesses. Uh, and then also uh, the city's economic policy should give priority to local small businesses and artists rather than large chain stores, franchises, or big box retailers. So there's a lot going on here. And again, all of it's very unclear at this point because actual legislative language hasn't been, hasn't been circulated or possibly even proposed um, but this is a new wrinkle in the rent control saga. Uh, I was kind of Googling around earlier and 
Berkeley had commercial rent control for a couple of years in the 80s before it was preempted by California. So um, there's not a lot of uh, experience to go on. I couldn't find any, in my brief search, I couldn't find any other instances of commercial rent control. Although New York City apparently has been talking about it for 30 years. So uh, it's kind of a newish one, but old at the same time, I guess. Yeah, it may be that if you go back far enough, say World War II, we right. would have seen yeah. uh, commercial rent controls. Uh, yeah. Be consistent. We had price controls on on a lot of different things at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but that will, I, I'm sure we'll be hearing more about this and, and we'll probably be writing about it. Yeah. And uh, because the bottom line is rent control is a bad idea, whether it's a residential property or a commercial property. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, anything else? No, I think that's about it for tonight. All right. Thanks for listening. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.